The following podcast is sponsored by Crystal Glass, where windshield replacement and automotive glass repair has been a specialty for over six decades. Call 310 Glass or visit them online at crystalglass.ca. This is Gross Misconduct. Hey now! For episode 11, Gross Misconduct, we're calling this one Gross Misconduct, the musical. Mm, Are we singing it? You'll see. Okay. Well, we want to begin today's episode by thanking all of our Patreon subscribers. You too can be a subscriber by going to patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct and pledging as little as $5 a month to keep this podcast going. Now, we especially appreciate the support we've received over the last few weeks as we've been unable to produce new episodes for you. We apologize for that. Uh, And uh, we apologize as well to our advertisers. However, everyone uh, who advertises with us is going to get the 26 episodes that they paid for. It's just going to take more than 26 weeks. Here is the rewind of our last episode of the Gross Misconduct podcast. Hey, Carl, you know, Mm -hmm. people might wonder why we do some of the things we do. And possibly we should take a moment and... Sometimes I wonder why we do some of the things we do. The show began with another harrowing travel adventure. I had to fly to Vancouver and then up to Prince George. I get all the way to gate 10, which is one of those sort of communal gates. Mm-hmm. Right beside gate 10 is gate 12, and they're loading or attempting to load a flare flight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these flare people, you know, I don't know who they are. Air Canada. Oh, so down the bridge I go and onto the flight and I'm in 5A and there's a kid sitting in my seat. I'm like, oh geez, your child is in my seat. And the father like doesn't hesitate. He's like, oh, sorry. And he just grabs the kid and puts the kid on his lap. And I'm watching the flight attendant. I'm thinking, fuck, when did Westjet get new uniforms? Because these are ugly as shit. Like they just, and I'm thinking, yeah, Westjet's changing their colors too. Like Jesus Christ. You got to be careful about branding. Once you brand a name or a color or a logo, changing it is is hazardous. Mm-hmm. I look down at the safety card that's in the seat back ahead of me, and it says flare on it, right? I'm like, flare. Whoa, fuck off. I, I jump up. I'm like, I'm on the wrong flight. I'm on the wrong flight. Andrew and Carol don't get the utes. Uh-oh, what was that word? Did you say utes? What is a ute? We go to a McDonald's drive through the other day, and we get to the window, and she says it's 4.05. I'm like, okay, so I hand her a $5 bill, and she looks at the five, like she just stares at the five, and then she gets her phone out, and she opens up her calculator app, and she starts tapping numbers in. For a long time, actually. For quite a long time. I was like, what is she doing? And I said, are you calculating the change? And she went, yeah. I said, well, the change would be 95 cents. And she went... Oh, thanks. I I actually can see where that comes from because even our children were not taught math properly. Like we were taught math. You know, they never did times tables. They right. didn't do things that, you know, encouraged numbers in your brain. Finally, Andrew has concerns about his memory. The other day we were at the Twin Otter Pub with fun friends mm-hmm. and the hockey game was on and Bob Stoffer was on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Bob Stoffer and I had the privilege of working together. Mm-hmm. I know Bob quite well. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember his name. No, but sometimes you have brain farts, right? And I've just noticed lately, small little details like that, sometimes mm-hmm. I just can't remember. Uh, yeah, you don't have to mention Okay. And that's what happened in the last episode of the Gross Misconduct Podcast. Now you're all caught up. You got to be careful about branding. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Angry, angry, angry. Andrew, 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 Andrew. Andrew. A-N-G-R-Y. Andrew. A-N-G-R-Y. Andrew. Angry, 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 angry. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Angry, angry, angry. Well, Carl, I've been putting this episode together for the better part of two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, fluid, as they like to say in the news uh, business, because I keep changing what we're going to do. And in fact, I can't even remember what all clips I have on this episode. So we're going to be listening to it for the first time, just like our listeners are. But I had intended to say how happy I was that... We were able to do a podcast. We haven't been able to do one for a couple of weeks at least. I was happy that we were getting more contracts to go on more cruises. And then WestJet fucking happened. Fucking WestJet. So I'm on the last cruise. I'm supposed to get off in Vancouver, fly home directly to Edmonton via Air Canada, which, you know, is always good news to me when I see Air Canada on my travel because I actually trust them to get both me and my fucking baggage to Edmonton. But no, it's WestJet. I'm Anchorage. Well, I'm Whittier to Anchorage to Seattle to Calgary to Edmonton. And when I checked in, I said to the lady, I'm never going to see my bag again, am I? And she's like, I don't know why you would say that. This is the Alaska Airlines lady. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm saying that because you need to cooperate with WestJet and they always lose my bags. And she's like, who is it? I'm like, WestJet. She goes, well, where are you flying to? And I said, Edmonton. And she goes, where's that? I'm like, oh, fuck me. Mm -hmm. I am definitely not getting my bags. And we were leaving for Las Vegas the next morning. So it was really imperative that we get me and my bag home. So Anchorage, we go, Seattle, we go, Calgary, we go Edmonton, we go a connection time of at least an hour in each airport, more than enough time for even the most incompetent baggage handlers to move a fucking suitcase from one plane to another. Well, what wasn't on the belt? (laughs) My fucking suitcase. Like, how is this fucking possible? And, you know, I'm texting you. You're waiting for me. We've got shit to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm texting, you know, "Eh, eh, no bag, no bag. Here we go. Fuck, here we go. Down to WestJet Baggage Handling, where I believe they've now created a lane just for me. Probably. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm trying to be calm because I know the lady on the other side of the desk had nothing to do with handling my bags. Mm -hmm. She didn't load them. She didn't transfer them. Well, actually, nobody did. So she starts explaining to me how it's going to work. But this being the fourth fucking time that WestJet has lost my bags, I actually know how it's going to work. And I don't know why, and maybe it was just a buildup of stress over the last few months, but at the point at which she said, could you describe your suitcase? (laughs) I pulled out my phone to show her a picture of my suitcase, but I could feel myself starting to boil. And I 
shoved it in her face and then and said, this is what my suitcase looks like. And she goes, oh, that is so smart of you to have a picture of your suitcase. And I said, you know why I have a picture of my suitcase? And that was the point at which I realized I had lost control. I, I, I was like a third person listening to myself. I have a picture of my suitcase because you fucking idiots keep losing the fucking suitcase. And every fucking time I come to this fucking counter and you ask me the same fucking question, what does your suitcase look like? So I thought I'll take a fucking picture of it. And, and I, then I went off about their app, their website, <laughs> their customer service. I talked about how... I already know the speech you're going to make. You know, hey, we're we're going to give you a a, a file number and we're going to give you a, a website address and you can check on the status of your bag and and you know when we locate it we'll contact you immediately. All of that is complete fucking bullshit. Fucking their website still says they're looking for my bag and it's in the fucking bedroom upstairs right now. They don't update their website. The app doesn't tell you anything, and they don't fucking phone you. You got to phone them every 10 fucking minutes and ask if anything's been updated, and they don't know if anything's been up. And then one day it just magically appears, right? So security escorted me from the airport, <laughs> which, you know, the thought did run through my mind that, Jesus, I hope I don't get on some kind of no-fly list because mm -hmm. we're actually leaving for Vegas in a few hours on WestJet. But, yeah, out the door I go. And I hadn't seen you in a couple of weeks. And my first words were, well, I just got thrown out of the airport. And they, the next morning, we're back at the airport. Because, well, the next morning, like seven hours later, mm -hmm. we're back at the airport. Because we're going to Vegas now on a trip that we've been planning and looking forward to for six months. And, and I go to baggage services. I get an entirely different experience. And you know that they've got to have put notes on my file. Like, oh, this guy's a red fucking flags, lunatic. Yeah. Um, but we got Lori at WestJet. She was very helpful. So helpful. Very helpful. She said, she looked at the file. I felt as though she was up to speed quite quickly. She didn't reach under the counter to push the button right away. She just explained to me, okay, so you know what? The bag is going to show up. And it's probably a matter of it simply not getting loaded on the aircraft. If you would like, we'll get it to Las Vegas for you. If you would prefer... We'll leave it here in Edmonton and you can pick it up when you return. And I said, Lori, and again, I, I think I was like looking for a confrontation. I said, Lori, I don't want you to send it to Las Vegas because I don't trust you to get it to Las Vegas. If, if you can get it to Edmonton, that'd be great. And she was like, great, we'll get it to Edmonton. And she goes, I will personally phone you. And I'm like, will you though, Lori? <laughs> like I wasn't even giving her the benefit, but she was like, I will. And okay. Well, on my birthday, which was May 24th, phone rings in our hotel room. And who is it? Lori. Andrew, we've located your bag. It and she didn't even lie, which you've said many times. It's the lies. Mm -hmm. It's the lies <laughs> that WestJet tells you that irritates the shit out of me, like your fucking website's going to be updated. No, it's not. The app will tell you, no, it won't. We're going to phone you. No, you won't. But Lori did phone, and she's like, hey, we found your bag. It didn't get loaded on the plane in Calgary. No particular reason for that. Sorry, but it's in Edmonton now. I said, Lori, that's a great birthday gift. And she said, oh, it's your birthday. Yeah, we talked about that for a few minutes. She goes, well, I'm going to lock up this suitcase. And Friday, when you get here, it'll be waiting for you. And sure enough, on Friday, we got back from Las Vegas. And Lori was not there, unfortunately. But the lady who was there also looked at the file. Again, you could see the whole, hmm, all right. <laughs> uh, then she went and got the bag and pulled it out. And it had 
bows all over bows it on and it. ribbons. <laughs> yeah. And a birthday card mm-hmm. signed by the entire staff of the baggage handling services from WestJet with little messages. Mm-hmm. Each one going, hope you enjoyed Vegas. Uh, here's, you know, here's your bag. Happy birthday. Like it was, I got to be honest with you. It, it did turn the corner for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's well, the that West was, Jet. That was all Lori, though. You know, that was all Lori. So. Right. Yeah. But it only takes, it's it's a real lesson for all companies. It really only takes one, one individual mm-hmm. to change your perception yeah. of an entire company. because that's Good or the, bad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the WestJet I remember. The one with personality. The one with the sense of humor. That's the WestJet I remember. And it made my day. Mm-hmm. A pair of WestJet socks which I am going to happily wear on stage uh, on the next cruise. I mean, yeah, it just changed everything for me. I was, I left with a big smile on my face. How can you stay mad at WestJet, you know, when they gave you socks? Mm -hmm. So yeah, bags back. It was funny though, being in Las Vegas with no real clothing or toiletries, but we did go to American Eagle, Mm -hmm. bought some shirts and some shorts and a swimsuit and, in theory, WestJet is going to replace all of that for me to a value of $250. So, you know, at the end of the day, if I get some new clothes out of it, I enjoyed Las Vegas. I mean, really, what do you need in Las Vegas? Yeah. You know, pair of underwear. <laughs> like, make sure you have underwear and pants. Like, I, I, beyond that, I don't think anybody gives a shit. And, and you know, the other thing, too, that I really liked about the whole experience was it got me thinking about this creative idea that you and I have now which is I have a second phone. And the reason I have a second phone is because I can't transfer money between two of my bank accounts. One's a Royal Bank and the other's CIBC. Unless I have two different phone numbers. It's just one of those stupid things. Like I try and transfer it to my phone and the money goes out of my account back in my account. So I got a second phone. That second phone, I have now installed Life360 on the app that we use to find out where we are. Mm Mm-hmm. And we use as a bit of a game when I'm taking off on planes. You like to, I like it too. We we watch how fast the plane's going before I disappear into the sky. So that phone is now going to go in my suitcase. So when WestJet next tells me, I'm sorry, we don't know where your suitcase is. I'm not only going to show them a picture of it. I'm going to tell them exactly where my fucking suitcase is because my phone will be pinging from wherever airport they fucking chose to just leave it. Man. That first lady was just like, well, it's not in the system. That's all she said. Like, well, my bag's not here. Well, it's not in the system. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, tips. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Captain Obvious. When does the musical portion of the program ah, start? That's coming. Okay. Uh, anyways, it was a good trip to Las Vegas. Yeah. You and I ended up on stage at Absinthe. Ugh. Won a couple of free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all I had to do was give you a lap dance. Yeah. Sure. Worked out quite well. Sure, all right. And uh, we ate at uh, Hell's Kitchen. Best meal I've ever had for 400 fucking dollars. <laughs> and uh, what else did we do? We, we watched a couple of hockey games. Oh, yeah. We watched yeah. the Oilers defeat the Flames from a patio, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Nice. The first time, the first game, we couldn't find a place where you could drink, smoke, and watch the game. Like Las Vegas, you'd think that's a no-brainer, but no. But we found in the lobby of the Paris Hotel that as long as you were playing video poker, not only could you smoke and watch the game, but they would give you free drinks. Mm-hmm. I, really, does it get better than that? Score. Yeah. And then the uh, last game, game five, we watched from Beer Park. Yeah. 
So drank beer, ate chicken wings, and and watched. And the advantage there, by the way, is of course they've got the ESPN feed, mm-hmm. and they don't turn it on, and that's a huge advantage because it is frustrating to listen to those American broadcasters try and figure out fucking hockey. Like, my God, well, there's been some kind of stoppage in play. There might have been a meteorite that went by. No, it's icing, you moron. Like, fuck. Anyway, so good trip. Yep. All right. Well, that's our whole episode. It's been a long time since we did one of these. Eh? Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks. Yeah. We're going to try our hardest to do them as quickly as we can. I'm going to try and get another one ready for this week before I go away on another cruise. Uh, I mentioned, you know, that we were supposed to do one last week. And then, of course, I got extended on the Nerdim. 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 The Holland American Nerdim. <laughs> Uh, up to Alaska, which I was not expecting to do. I had to cancel dates in Calgary. But as a thank you to me for accepting the extension, they dropped 12 more weeks of cruises on me. So I've lost track, frankly, of how many cruises I have to do. But I believe I have 42 cruises booked now. Mm. 42. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. So I'm going to I'm going to rethink that a little bit for 2023 and possibly not agree to every single contract they offer me because right now I I have I I believe and I I could be wrong on this and Joe you you're not going to be able to check it. I believe <laughs> between now and October I have 6 days at home. I believe is the number. So that's fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Good for you though. Mm. And Joe's Fact Check is brought to you by our friends at South Central Dentistry. They're providers in all areas of general dentistry and oral health care, but also, more importantly, helping many nervous patients get the dental care they need with gentle sedation. Dr. Cowett is certified in in-office conscious sedation with inhaled nitrous oxide gas, oral conscious sedation with a pill, and even intravenous sedation. So let the nice folks at South Central Dentistry put you at ease while they put a smile on your face. Call 780-757-3723 or visit them online at southcentraldentistry.com. Not a lot of work for uh, Joe on, in our last episode, I see. No, and you know, he's been virtually unemployed since. Oh, I mean, he oh, he answered sorry, two or Joe. three questions, yeah, and then we didn't do an episode for a couple oh, of weeks. I have... Well, we're going to have to pick it up this week. Yeah. Traveling is spelled with two L's. Yeah, check that again, Joe. <laughs> the pandemic is definitely not behind us, although you would not know that in Vegas. It's like... It's like a different world in Vegas. It certainly is. And uh, my money is at $35 million uh, with an incorrect answer in American quotes. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. I got to tell you, Carl, mm. uh, I, I, we don't have a lot of mail either. And the thing is, we had a lot of mail, um, but I was on a ship and, you know, I was answering questions and deleting emails and it wasn't until like the fifth day that I went, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be deleting these because- You're deleting all the mail. I'm deleting all oh, the mail, geez, right? Sorry. So uh, this is the mail that came in after I realized 
I shouldn't be deleting the mail. Okay. Uh, Scott commented on Facebook, hey, Andrew, I went for a drive today all the way from Sturgeon County to Meathead Butcher Shop, and the trip was worth it. I'm definitely going back. They have my favorite macaroni salad. Oh, I know that's actually <clears throat> quite delicious. And Ukrainian sausage in a pot and a wooden thing. Apparently, it's a barbecue scraper. What's, a, what's Ukrainian sausage in a pot? I don't know, but we're going to have to check Joe, that out. Joe, check that. Chad. That sounds really good. Brian asked on Patreon, after the attack on Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, the radio station that I listened to asked if comedians have changed up their act. I was wondering if you've felt the need to change up your act for any reason. Mm, I did actually answer Brian, but uh, mm. as an overview to the answer, uh, basically, um, no, I haven't changed my act at all as a result of the attack because I don't solicit that kind of anger from a crowd. I Well, no, but I, I the thing here too is, and I don't know what radio station you were listening to, Brian, um, if there was an uninformed host um, discussing this, I don't know. Um, but the thing is, is uh, the, uh, that, that was subtle. The Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, that just happened to be televised, but this is nothing new. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you and I both, uh, well, you've been more immersed in the comedy business, but I mean, I started out working in comedy clubs like 30 years ago and having somebody rush a stage or try and beat up a comedian, uh, in the club, in the parking lot, that is nothing new. I mean, even at the festival, however many years ago, three, four years ago, um, I, that woman rushed the stage to try to get to Tyler Hawkins. Mm -hmm. If you remember, I brought her down pretty fucking quick. Did you ever? Um, Rondell Sheridan from uh, That's So Raven yeah. was backstage, didn't know who you were. He had just arrived from LA and I walked up and he was like, you should have seen what just happened. Like, this fucking bitch just took this woman right he's like who is that i go that's my wife well she is ghetto that's what he said <laughs> um yeah but it's not a new thing no so i don't think any comedians are really changing up anything no uh, it's a great point i'm glad you made it because i would have just brushed over it but i've had knives pulled on me um i, I know comedians who have been beaten up in parking lots yeah um uh, you know stan our friend stan yeah. got uh stabbed in hamilton yeah. like it, it can be a Danger because you're in, yeah. you know, the you know, seedy bars, you're yeah. in, you know, questionable areas and with questionable crowds and, and yeah, completely outnumbered at all times. I yeah. mean, people don't realize you're attempting to control an entire room with your voice, you know, a microphone and your mind are the two tools you have. Um, and security is never around, there's nobody to stop anybody from heading to the stage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're yeah. valid point. It's been happening for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have had people rush the stage, as you know. I had a guy, I think it was in Red Deer, who rushed the stage with a knife, but they had uh, run the cord for the microphone <laughs> across the front of the stage and taped it down, but he somehow caught his foot on the tape as he was rushing to stab me, and it made him trip, and he hit his head on the edge of the stage and knocked him out. And the two doormen just walked up, each grabbed a leg and dragged him out into the parking lot. And then the manager turned to me and said, you still have 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not new. Yeah. Good point, Carl. Mm -hmm. uh, Debbie said on Patreon, the flair story was so funny. I had tears rolling down my face. I love when people can poke fun of themselves when they make a mistake. The tone of your panicked voice when you realized <laughs> you were on the wrong flight was too much and that poor large kid sitting on his father's <laughs> lap <laughs> thank you best belly laugh i've had in a while you said uh, that flair was uh, air canada it is not well i thought westjet 
dealt with Swoop, and I thought Flair was in Air Canada. No, so Flair is simply Flair. It's their own company. Mm. Yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. Was that a, Joe, check was that. Was that an official Joe fact check? Because You, you go ahead and check that, yeah, Joe. come on, Joe. Uh, Flair's actually in trouble because they're American-owned and operating as a Canadian airline. So, mm. yeah, but... Uh, yeah, they're they are not owned by Air Canada. Okay. What does Air Canada own? They own Oh, they're no. Flair. Well I know they're yeah, no, no, I thought, not Flair. I know they've got the Rouge. Yeah. But that's not an actual airline. No, okay, Joe, that. who owns what? Yeah. And who owns Flair? Okay. Donna E transferred ten dollars to Andrew at AndrewGross.com with the note, thanks so much for the fun podcast. Well, you're very welcome, Donna. And Nancy emailed to say just a note to tell you that your podcast is still the best ever. Joe might fact check this for you, but here's my fact check. Mm-mm. Oh, Flair Air oh. is not in any way affiliated or owned by Air Canada. Oh. No, 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 nope. <laughs> they are independent and owned by, well, Flair Air. I just flew Flair from YEG to Nashville, and while it wasn't awful and was a direct flight, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything special. There's absolutely zero service, mm-hmm. and yes, it is the great unwashed on board. Please keep up the great work. I laugh so fucking hard when I listen, I can barely drive. Well, thanks a lot, Nancy. You've heard me talk about our technology. Yeah, we give you the same advantage that professional athletes have in their recovery. What I haven't told you about is the amount of study, training, advanced skills, and focus on hands-on care that we put into every patient who walks through our door. We don't claim to know everything or to fix every problem that enters our doors, but we do promise to always try our best to be charitable in our communities and dedicated to our patients and to use our hands to make a difference because life shouldn't hurt. Meet on the mind? Then think beyond the supermarket and head to Meathead, your new favorite butcher shop. How about tonight you up your dinner game with AAA beef, aged a minimum of 28 days. Meathead Butcher Shop, 7664 156th Street Northwest. In the Bible, it says to love thy neighbor. But you know what the Bible doesn't say? To love thy neighbor's dog. Shut the fuck up, dog. I don't like it. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Joel Hookster from Whitesnake, and you're listening to Gross Misconduct. I hurt people. I'm a dick. All right, right to it. Uh, Donna walks into a T-Mobile store and wants to change something on her account. But she doesn't know her PIN number in order for the guy at the store to access her account. Yeah, well, in order to get into the account, you, you, you need... The account number's don't right there. yell at the guy. I'm down. saying you need the PIN. I don't, don't know yell. what it is. Don't yell. Oh, I can't Man, help you. Calm down. Don't yell. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Jeez. 
You oh, can't look it up. Down. He can't look it up. No. Why not? No, I, I can't help you because you're yelling at me here. So. Oh well, excuse me. I mean, it's either lower your tone and get help, or I'm not gonna help you at all. Just calm down, will you? Jeez. The same thing I got yesterday on the phone. Remind me to grab the clip of her saying, well, excuse me. <laughs> Calm down, Donna. <laughs> if that doesn't make Mike's rewind, I'll be shocked. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you gave me a dash cam for Christmas, mm -hmm. but I've been gone since mm -hmm. Christmas. So I've not been home. I finally talked Hunter into installing it for me in my car while I was out of the country. And then what, last night, two nights ago? I can't remember now. It's all a blur. We actually set it up and I'm loving this dash cam situation. It's so distracting because it's new <laughs> that I'm undoubtedly going to T-bone somebody and, and capture it all on video, exactly. which is fabulous. But I'm not really sure at this point really what the point of it is if I don't kill somebody. Like if I don't hit somebody, what is the point of a dash cam? No, but sometimes you might catch another accident, oh, maybe yeah. a hit and run, and then, oh, now you've got the footage or, you know, you never know. Well, if we had it, capture. I mean, if we get the time, and right now it doesn't look like we have the time, but maybe at Christmas time, if we do Christmas lights again, mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have the, the dash cam footage of that. And do you recall and one night we were out and saw a murder suspect yeah. escaping yeah. police, eluding police chase? That would be cool. Yeah. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Or like you say, yeah, we could do the Christmas lights with our commentary. Yes. Post it up for people. Oh, that's a great idea. The do's idea. and don'ts of your Christmas light. What you got there is a Decorating. dangler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's probably going to be a lot of fun. So new content coming for the podcast. The, uh, what will we call it? The uh, dash cam, dash cam content. Well, we'll work we'll, on the we'll title. Figure it out. All right. Uh, so, you know, I mentioned that this is called uh, Gross Misconduct, the musical. Mm -hmm. So let's get to the musical part oh, of it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. As a result of watching all these hockey games and uh, go Oilers, go. Or as you like to say, go Hoilers. Goilers. 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 It's just Goilers. 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 Is that a thing? Joe, check that. <laughs> um, we've seen a lot of anthem singers. Mm. And boy, I don't know. Listen, agree, disagree, doesn't matter. You're not going to change my mind. It's not an audition for America's Got Talent. Just sing the fucking anthem. I've always said, like, you're not cutting an album. Like, yeah. just sing it the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. You know, we don't need to hear you doing your scales and shit right. like that. Like, fuck. You don't need to prove anything to us. Uh, but it, it, there's been some bad ones. Mm -hmm. But none during this playoff run has been as bad or legendary as singer Greg Bartholomew. Do you remember him? Mm -hmm. He belted out his unique rendition of O Canada before the Las Vegas Posse played a CFL game in 1994 I, I think it's worth listening to again. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love, in all thy sons command. With growing hearts we see thee rise, 
the true and strong and free from far and wide O oh Canada we stand on guard for thee from far and wide O oh Canada we stand on guard for thee god keep our land glorious and free oh canada we stand on guard for I mean, at the very least, listen to the tune. And he had the words in front of him. On a phone. He had it on a, yeah, he had a a tablet or something, and he's just reading the words, (sighs) right? But just putting his own spin on it. You know, like like once or twice, just listen to it, see how it goes. Do you remember when, um, what year was this, Joe, that the uh, Toronto Blue Jays were in the World Series, and a U.S. Marine came out with our flag hung upside down? Mm. And then they asked him later, and he was like, well, leaves hang from a tree. So I just assumed... (laughs) dead dumbass like it's pretty easy to look up a flag Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or ask somebody plus i don't even know how you hook it up upside down aren't there two little rings you i I don't know what year was that joe check that Uh, all right uh hey we have two owners of a biker bar called fossils last stand in uh, pennsylvania how would you say that town uh catsequoia catsequoia pennsylvania Catasqua. 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 Joe. Joe, don't. Phonetically even, check yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, they order a lift ride, you know, it's like Uber, mm-hmm. uh, to pick them up outside their bar. Uh, but they are refused service almost immediately by the driver when the woman points out how happy she is that the driver's white. <gasps> oh. The video posted on Facebook by the driver has now gone viral. <laughs> Hello, for Jackie, right? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, you're like a white guy. What's that? Are you like a white guy? Excuse me? Are you like a normal guy? Like you speak English? Sorry. Sorry. No, you can get out of the car. What? A ride. That's inappropriate. What? It's completely inappropriate. If somebody was not white sitting in the seat, what would be the difference? Are you serious? She said, wow, you're a white guy. Oh, well. That's okay. I'm not going to take the ride. You guys can get out. Really? Yeah. Completely inappropriate. Oh, you're a fucking asshole. It's all on you're camera, a piece man. Of shit. It's all on I camera. I should punch you in the fucking face. Oh you're going to threaten me? Yeah. Assault? Yeah. Fuck you. Wow. Because you guys are racist fucks. Dude, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Fucking Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. No. No, I'm calling the cops on you, man. Go ahead. It's all on camera. It's all on camera. 
you guys own the place? Is it your place? That's great, everyone's gonna know. Fossil's last stand for black people, right? Maybe I shouldn't be singing this song Ranting and raving and carrying on Maybe they're right when they tell me I'm wrong So I'm on a ship, I don't want to say which one, uh, which ship or which cruise line, and I'm in the smoking section, which is the only part of the ship where I ever interact with anybody, uh, you know, because smokers all band together, right? Mm -hmm. And this couple, older couple from the States, um, knows I'm the comedian, and the wife says, oh, my husband thinks he's really funny, and mm -hmm. you know, but he's not, mm -hmm. right? And the husband's like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, I told a joke today, and he, you know. The guy didn't laugh, and he goes, you tell me if it's funny. And I said, okay, well, what's the joke? And I'm really just pandering because mm -hmm. I don't give a shit what the joke yeah. is. And he goes, well, I went to the bartender who's like uh, Asian, and I I said, oh, hey, Ron or Roy or whatever. And he said, oh, no, Roy, Roy's not working today. I'm Bob or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And the guy goes, well, sorry, but, you know, you could understand all you Asians look alike. And then I waited, like, oh, my God, like, I hope there's some kind of fucking punchline coming here or, or something. And he goes, so why isn't that funny? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have. Listen, we're all growing as individuals, right? We're all learning. And but some people refuse to learn. If you don't understand why it's offensive, but it's pointed out to you that it is offensive. Just take the person's word for it that that's offensive and stop doing shit like mm -hmm. that. And. While I'm on the topic, I specifically use those names, Roy, Rob, Bob, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of ethnicities uh, on the ship on a ship, and what they all do is they change their name to something that they think Americans can pronounce, and but their name tags say something entirely different. And you always meet the room steward on the first day, and they're typically always from somewhere. They've got very complicated names, and I've just made a point of they'll go, but you can call me so-and-so mm -hmm. and i'll be like no man teach me how to pronounce your name because there is no more important thing in in any language than a person's name right but it's just so disrespectful to you know well you guys all look alike or, oh, what the fuck? what century <sighs> and it, you know i'm like i'm not a i'm not one of those guys who gets offended on behalf of other people i i'm just mad that you're being an idiot like you're choosing not to understand why that's a problem like i'm not offended by it you know i'm offended by your stupidity mm -hmm. is what i'm offended by anyways uh jason kessler you know who that is nope nor did i he's an american neo-nazi white supremacist mm -hmm. and anti-semitic conspiracy theorist mm. now he's the guy who organized the unite the right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, I think that was the one where Trump said there was good people on both sides. Joe, check that. Mm, so he's doing a live stream interview with somebody for some podcast show. Mm -hmm. When it becomes apparent, he lives in his parents' basement. Hey, you get out of my room. Hey, sorry, I'm having an issue here. Oh, okay. You got a drunk roommate there? Something like that. Why should we like that in my room? Uh, I've got, uh, 
somebody who supports Orthodox uh, Israeli, like, is we're we're at a crosshairs on that stuff. I don't agree with. There's, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that's apparent there. I'm not sure. Uh, Jason, why are you staying with? You're not staying with an Orthodox Jew, are you? No, it's my father. You're a loser. You don't stand a chance. You're a loser. Never have romance. You're an abuser. Living like a witch. I don't care what she says. Well, I want to go to the neo-Nazi rally. Not until you clean your room. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> that is just embarrassing. All right, it is time for our Idiot of the Week. Our Idiot of the Week is brought to you by Meathead Butcher Shop. Meathead is your five-star rated local butcher shop, only serving the highest quality beef, chicken, pork, seafood, and more. Check them out online at meatheadinc.ca or give them a call today at 780 Eight. This this one's funny. I hope it translates from video to audio. But there's some nurses. They're holding a rally in Warren, Pennsylvania, in support of the Patient Safety Act. So don't know what that is. I know, but you don't need to know. So okay. basically, it's just a sort of a bill of rights for patients in okay. Pennsylvania. Right. And they're saying that if this bill doesn't get passed, that patients' safety will be okay. on the line. Mm-hmm. So to as part of the demonstration, what they're doing is they're all lying motionless on the grass outside the hospital. No, sorry. They're lying motionless on the grass outside of like the senator's office or okay. the congressman's mm-hmm. office. I'm not really sure. Some politician's office. And, you know, the idea being that these are the bodies that will be, mm-hmm. you know, the, these are the deaths that will result from this bill not being passed. So that that's the protest. But a guy just walking by jumps to the conclusion that it's an abortion protest, doesn't check to see what it is they're protesting, and just starts heckling them. Aren't you glad your mother didn't abort you? You're a joke. Wrong rally. Aren't you glad your mother didn't abort you or you wouldn't be laying here? Wrong rally. This is about safe patient staffing. It's nurses. Good luck, buddy. Uh, all right, how about this? There's a teenager working in a food court who refused to serve a person that they saw cut in line and then refuses to provide her boss's phone number so that the person can complain. You can't just have a good day, not miss. Give me your name. Have a good you day. Know your miss. boss's number. You cannot do that. Have a good day, miss. You cannot do that. Have a good day. You cannot. I can report you to the Better Business Bureau. Are you aware report of that? Report me. Do you realize I'm a CPA? I have a do lower rain than you think I have. Do it then. You're not going to give me your name? No. For no reason? No, because when you asked me, you weren't being nice, and I'm not going to... When was I ever being rude to you? 
I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you, Miss. I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you. Nice. Have a good day. Tell me one thing I haven't said that wasn't. There's nice. no point in having this I conversation. I still haven't or raised my voice. Nothing. Miss, I'm asking you're you very minutes. clearly agitated. Now that you're not giving me your name yet. Why? For nor your what? boss's number. Is that really a reason to get agitated at someone because they won't give yes, you their name? Yes, it is. Because I'm asking you for your boss's number then and you're not giving it to yeah, me. Yeah, I can't give up my boss's personal cell okay, phone Okay, then you number. need to give me your name or a way to reach him. No, Email I don't. Email or a way that I, I don't. he's in here. Yes, you I do don't. have to. Yes, I you don't. You want to look up the law? What's the matter you? Hey, got a lot of What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. What's a CPA? Isn't that a certified it's professional a, accountant yeah. or a certified public accountant? Some sort of accountant. Joe, check Joe. that. But what? What does that what, have to do with? The... Why is that the ace up your sleeve? <laughs> exactly. Do you know who I am? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Do you remember <sighs> the time that reminds me? We were at uh, Old McDonald's Resort. And uh, Kevin and uh, Tracy, the owners, were down at our campsite, and we were all sitting around having a nice beverage by the uh, fire pit when the the radio went off, and, and there was somebody causing a disturbance near where we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin's like, well, I'll go down and deal with this. And I was like, well, I won't let you go alone. So I went with them, and on the way, we picked up two, I think, Regina police officers that were camping nearby, so they came as well. So... We go to this campsite and it's these bikers and they were causing a, a lot of problems. Like it was very late and they were playing loud music and swearing and it's a family campground, mm-hmm. right? And so the four of us pile into their site, right? And they see us come out of the trees, out of the darkness. And there's four of us standing there. The biggest biker, like he stands up and like, what's the fucking problem? And Kevin's like quite professional about, well, you guys are causing a lot of problems. You got to quiet it down or you got to leave, right? Like he was just, and you know, the guy goes, yeah, and who the fuck are you? And Kevin goes, uh. Well, I'm the owner of the campground. The guy goes, oh. And he looks, he goes, well, who the fuck are you? And this guy goes, well, I'm a police officer. Oh. Turns to the next guy, well, and who are you? He goes, I'm also a police officer. Oh. He looks at me, he goes, well, who are you? I went, I'm the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> uh, Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. My goodness. That mm-hmm. whole thing's wrapping up, eh? Yeah. Uh, she had a, a chance. Now, the big story with this uh, whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, uh, people are fixated on is the fact that apparently she shit the bed. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, it's a, it's a small component of the whole picture, but it's the one that people keep talking about. Amber Heard shit the bed. And, and she did it like because he had just bought new sheets or something and he was really like them. And she decided, according to Johnny Depp, allegedly, to shit on his pillowcase like it's just okay what fuck whatever uh anyways she finally took the stand last week and had a chance to explain uh the turd on the bed uh, she says boo the dog did it what if any issues did boo have with uh bathroom problems if you will she had eaten johnny's weed when she was a puppy and had bowel control issues for her entire life did you Commit any kind of prank? Absolutely not. First of all, I don't think that's funny. I don't know what a grown woman does. I was not also in a pranking mood. I had my life was falling apart. I was um, at a crossroads in my life that was really serious, and I had just been attacked on my 30th birthday by my violent husband with whom I was desperately in love and knew I needed to leave. 
It was uh, not really a jovial time, and I don't think that's funny, period. That's disgusting. Oh yeah, she's crazy. I oh know you, oh I, yeah. I know you're not supposed to say that, but yeah, she's, she's crazy. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she's a psychopath. Joe, check that. We don't need a court case. <laughs> we don't need a hearing or a judge or a jury. We've got Joe. Joe is Amber Heard crazy because I say yes. She's a bad actress. Oh god. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if Johnny Depp. I don't know if the two of them are acting. Like I don't think it's a publicity stunt. But I don't know if they're getting into their acting persona when they're testifying. But Johnny Depp has owned this trial. Like he is so entertaining to mm. listen to. His answers are so funny, and she's playing the victim in this and whole not thing. very well. And just horribly like when you're watching her trying to screw up her face, like she's trying to cry, and it's like fuck. And you and I have watched yeah. so many investigative discovery shows. We know that's one of the tells. Mm. You know, when the wife is like trying to cry but can't produce tears. Like, mm. Mm. so you're saying you had no idea how the rat poison got <laughs> into Laguini? Like, mm. uh, you know, you can buy, um, Joe, what is it uh, actors used to use? They're little crystals you put into the corner of your eye and it will make your eyes water. They, mm. I don't know if they still do that. Probably somebody did a survey and discovered it caused blindness down the road or something, but... <laughs> Joe, what is it you can put in your eyes to make yourself cry? And don't say your finger. <laughs> All right. So people do find the weirdest things to argue about, right? Mm -hmm. And I like to find the weirdest examples of this. Uh, this guy is being told he can't work out at a Planet Fitness because his water bottle is too big. <laughs> Each Planet Fitness can come up with their own rules, and that is my general manager's rule. So I have to stick by her rules. You you have it you have it nowhere where anyone can see it. It's just an arbitrary rule that you pull out of air that you can't show me in writing, that you don't have posted anywhere in your in your gym. That is correct. So you you just come out with a rule that nobody knows about. Everybody that comes here knows about that rule. Do they? You I've been here with this it. bottle. Had they have a problem? Well, guys, y'all know that you can't have these on the floor. So I'm in here at Planet Fitness with this bottle. And Miss Ashley does not want to allow me to work out because she says my bottle will not fit into her cup holder, which I go to multiple Planet Fitnesses and never have an issue. And she cannot provide me with any written documentation showing me that that is part of her policy, nor is it posted anywhere in the gym. But she says everyone knows about it. How will they know about it if it's not written down in a policy or it's not shown posted in your facility. So how would everyone know? Yeah, I just read it to you since section 40. Are you gonna be working out? Today? You didn't read me anything stating what you just said. You just said that you have the, you, you reserve the rights to change any rule at any time. But you're not showing me anywhere in your policy where it states that you need to have a water bottle that will fit inside of all your cup holders. I asked you, could you provide me with written documentation, which you could not. You, you, got, you, you brought me a vague description of writing that said that you can change any rule. All I asked you to do is show me in this gym where the sign is posted or show me in your documentation that says all water bottles must fit into a cup holder. 
you act like I'm trying to bring a five gallon jug in here. I'm bringing just a, a half gallon water bottle that has never been a problem. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You you still have not provided me any documentation for what I was asking. So you can't provide any documentation. I'm just asking. You can't provide any. Yes or no? I mean, I'll leave if you ask me to leave. There's no need. I guess you're gonna you're gonna call the cops. I guess now that's fine. But all I asked you to do is because you provide it, and I guess the answer is no. Johnny, la gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Now that you're hungry, for dinner tonight, think beyond the supermarket and head to Meathead, your new favorite butcher shop. How about trying some Donair sausage, hand-mixed and prepared fresh in-store every day. Meathead Butcher Shop, 7664 156 Street Northwest. Hi, I'm Ken Franchek, General Manager of Crystal Glass. When it comes to auto, residential, and commercial glass, Crystal Glass is the clear choice for all your glass needs. Call 310-GLASS or book now at crystalglass.ca. Just think how beautiful our Edmonton roads would look if we would all just plant a flower in each pothole. Potholes. I don't like it. Hey, this is Jeff Pilsen from Foreigner, and you are listening to Gross Misconduct. Well, we got some bad news while we were down in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Not completely unexpected, but Maddie was up for a visit from Calgary. Hunter was home, and Hunter's cat, Truman, uh, just sort of started to lose. Declined very quickly. He declined, yeah. Yeah. Now, he was a 19-year-old cat that we actually adopted at Old McDonald's Mm -hmm. 19 years ago. That's Mm -hmm. so amazing. And, and, you know, I'll let you talk about Truman because, you know, you're the cat lady. But my memory of Truman is the kids being so little, like Hunter was five, Maddie was, what, six, I guess, and or seven almost. And and she saw these kittens and she came back to the campsite and was like, Dad, can we have a kitten? Can we have a kitten? And we were going to be there for like 10 days. And I said, tell you what, if there's a kitten left at the end of 10 days, you can have a kitten. Knowing that there wouldn't there, be. Not a chance yeah. there'll be a kitten left. Well, there was one left because it was the runt of the litter. It was a scrawny, tiny, fit-in-your-hand kitten that we named Truman. And we took Truman back to Edmonton in the Chunky Monkey, and mm-hmm. he ate Chicken McNuggets. On, on the way home. On the yeah. way home. <laughs> and broke his leg the first week. He was with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, something in the he fell off a table with like there was some sort of ornament or something on the table, and yeah. he fell with the ornament, and then he was kind of hobbling around for a couple of days, 
And I was like, oh, I better take him to the vet. You're like, oh, he's fine. But yeah, yeah I thought but he'd walk it no, off. No, he broke his leg. He had like a little, he had little, a little green cast, cast on. Yeah. Very cute. And from that day for the next 19 years. Not sick a day in his life. Never sick. No. Never sick. And along the way somewhere, we adopted Jack, the... Uh, the dog, what kind of dog was he? Bernie's. A, uh, Bernie's brown dog. dog, a huge, huge dog. Hey, somebody's at our door. Oh, surprise, surprise. What are the odds? <laughs> uh, anyways, a huge Bernese mountain dog that scared the crap out of Truman. And from that moment on, Truman lived in Hunter's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And rarely would he come out, like it was to, for, for 19 years, rarely would he come out. <laughs> the other cats would like wander the house. Now he'd he'd come out, he'd check things out. He'd fire all the way downstairs to have a pee or a poo, and then he'd fire back upstairs again and get into Hunter's bed. And Hunter and him just became inseparable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm sorry. I said, you can talk about Truman and I've done all the talking, but no, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it was just so sad. And on the night that I got home from the cruise, but had to get ready for Vegas, uh, I was sitting in the chair in our bedroom and Truman came in and I picked him up and put him on my lap. And Truman and I were not, tight like he was hunter's cat (laughs) right uh he knew who i was you know but that was about it and he sat on my lap and he purred and he was happy and i i had to pack and i went to take him off my lap and he put his claws into my leg like cats will do like i don't want to move i want to stay here and i don't know it's stupid i know people think these things and maybe they do it just to feel better but I felt like Truman knew he was near the end. Mm, I think he knew. Yeah. It, and this the last, was just his last chance. It was the last couple of weeks. He really declined, lost a lot of weight, and really slowed down. And I knew that his time was coming soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was hard. And, it, you know, it was hard not being here with the kids. You know, they kind of had to deal with it. We were initially just going to let him die at home, Uh. you know, where he's happiest. Um, but I had talked to the vet and he wasn't eating and she said that, you know, self starvation is just, you know, it's not a pleasant way to go, even though he doesn't seem to be in any pain or distress, it's still not a nice way to go. So the kids made the decision Well, Hunter made the decision. We left it up to him, Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, it was, it was time. So I arranged with the vet and they took him over on Thursday and, you know, part of me regrets that I wasn't home to say goodbye. And and part of me, honestly, is relieved that I wasn't home because I've been there for so many, so many of those days. It's, it's the hardest part about having a pet that you know that's the final outcome. And it might be 20 years down the road, but that's going to be mm-hmm. the outcome. One day you're going to hold that animal while while somebody puts it to sleep. And they're always so trusting like you're holding them they're purring you know they're happy they're with you you know and you're killing them you know it's just it's difficult like it, it's just but it's part of having a pet right mm-hmm. i mean i wish they could live forever yeah you know yeah but truman so low maintenance that guy like <sighs> he was a great cat she was and you know jack was not even a a bad like he didn't chase the cats around. No, he was around. just a massive dog. Just that, huge, yeah. <laughs> and, and Piper, who was a kitten, we have pictures of Piper curled up with Jack to stay mm-hmm. warm. Like, he wasn't, but, you know, he wasn't bad to the cats, but this Truman wasn't having it, right? Like, he just wasn't having <laughs> it. Like, no. 
And, you know, Truman was very much, uh, you, you can just tell that he was a farm cat. You know, like you say, healthy every single day, wasn't looking to have a fight with Jack, just like, nope, I don't need that bullshit in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got three meals a day in a bed like that. I'm happy, you know? Yeah. So anyways, Truman's gone. Yeah. All right, it is time to uh, check in with the politicians. Checking in with the politicians is brought to you by the Edmonton Comedy Festival. This year's dates are September 29th to October 1st, with tickets going on sale September 1st from atbcomedy.com. Find out how you can raise money for your charity or sports team by emailing andrew at andrewgross.com. Yeah, it's pretty easy, actually. What we typically do is we sell you 20 tickets at half price, you sell them at full price, you keep the money. So... That's the deal. But you have to sell the tickets because we sell out every show every year. We don't want to have empty seats because you you're didn't. a dumbass. You're a dumbass. Yeah. Don't be a dumbass. That's right. We used to just give the tickets away for free and you know sell them for 20 bucks each and keep all of the money. But the reason we're charging half price now is because people would take the tickets and not sell them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we'd have a sold out yeah. show with 20 empty seats. You have to place some value yeah. so people are motivated to sell them. Right? Yeah. Like I would, I would prefer you, you made all the money. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually honestly yeah. prefer that. But some dumbasses blow yeah. it for everybody else. Exactly. So right. don't be a dumbass. Uh, so listen, I always say that when I'm out of town, Premier Kenny does something. Mm. Well, I was out of town for two weeks, so he took that as an opportunity to resign. Mm. And I only found out from our WhatsApp group telling me that, oh, <laughs> Kenny just resigned. Like what? It wasn't in the news in, you know, Puerto Vallarta. But uh, yeah, so I, I looked it up and I wanted to hear what he what he had to say. I don't know if you saw his concession speech. I edited it a little just for time. Uh, Friends, uh, the result uh, is not what I hoped for, uh, or frankly, what I expected. Uh, And that is why tonight uh, I have informed the president of the party of my intention uh, to step down as leader of the United Conservative Party. While we have our internal differences, we must remember uh, it's it's the best thing ever. That's all, folks. Well, I'm going to miss that guy. Uh. <laughs> I don't know who's replacing him. Brian Jean, perhaps. I don't know. Nobody. Is well, somebody's got to replace him. Yeah, I don't know. I was reading that. No, he's just going to, you know, hang in there until... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, I'm not up to date on this at all. (laughs) Joe, check that. Who's, what's going on with this? Are they having a leadership convention? What are we doing? Joe, find out. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was asked recently, and by recently, I mean in the last month, because God only knows when I pulled this clip, Mm -hmm. what he felt was causing Canadians stress. Interesting question. Uh, um, 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 um. Canada shouldn't be a place where we have to worry about um, government and politics um, and the and the stress and the anxiety that comes from that. Um, uh, um, 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 part of it is a pandemic, sure, but a part of it is a government that the vast, vast majority of Canadians stand against, absolutely against. Oh, good answer, I guess. Uh, so I mentioned that this uh, episode was called uh, Gross Misconduct, the musical. Mm-hmm. And we really haven't done much no. musically. So I went to the doctor's office and, and said, uh, settle this bet for me, doctor, I said. 
who was the greatest singer of all time? was the greatest singer of all time? Man, that's a really tough question, and there's so many good singers. It's really hard to narrow it down to just one, especially since I do like so many genres of music. I looked on my playlist and tried to decide if I had to narrow it to one artist, who would it be? I did narrow it to two playlists, either Dean Martin or Queen. But ultimately, in my opinion, it's got to be Freddie Mercury from Queen. Not only did he have an incredible voice, he also was a gifted songwriter and an amazing performer. Hear that too, and after an Oilers mm-hmm. game, eight more games, eight more games. <laughs> oh, they're doing so well this year. I know, I'm loving it. Oh, it's so exciting. Very uh, frustrating to try and watch the games from a ship, mm. but mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can't just ask the doctor a question like that. You you have to find out. What does Kevin think? What does Kevin think is brought to you by Old McDonald's Resort, family camping on the south shore of Buffalo Lake. Individual and group sites, grandma's kitchen, train rides, bike rentals, ice cream and coffee shops, playgrounds, a beautiful beach, fireworks at night, including the best July 1st fireworks show in Western Canada, and so much more. Check them out at oldmcdonalds.com. Make your 2022 summer reservation today and tell them you heard about it on Gross Misconduct. They always accommodate, no matter how busy they are, campers so mm-hmm. you know maybe the best sites are, are already booked but there is an overflow mm-hmm. and i'm telling you that july 1st fireworks show is worth the price of admission it's it really is absolutely really is. incredible and they do it from boats out in the lake and they do it remotely from the shore it's really something to see so i posed the same question to kevin who was the greatest singer of all time what does kevin think Who's the greatest singer of all time? Jesus Christ, you could have come up with a little easier question than that. But uh, anyway, I don't know. There's uh, lots of people, including my mom, that would say Elvis Presley. There's lots of people that would say uh, Mick Jagger. There's people that I, I don't know. I like the Stones. I like the, I've seen the Stones. I've seen the Eagles. I've seen a few of them. I saw Page and Plant. I didn't see Led Zeppelin, but Robert Plant would be uh, up there. Rod Stewart would be up there. I don't know, like Aretha Franklin from that era. Genre, there's so many genres. I'm mostly just rock and country. There's Dolly Parton, Merle Haggard, George Jones, but uh, Vince Gill is probably the best singer Vince Gill or Keith Whitley they both had an unbelievable range so I mean my personal favorites just because of some of the concerts I've gone to I haven't been to many concerts in the last 25 years but I did get to see 
Fleetwood Mac a couple of years ago. They were pretty good, but Stevie Nicks has lost her range, so she had backup singers. But if I had to say my favorite, my favorite country singer would probably be Vince Gill. And uh, my favorite rock star would be uh, Rod Stewart and Bob, maybe Bob Seger. He, Bob Seger's up there pretty close. Who's the greatest singer of all time? <laughs> I'd have to say, I'd have to say Elvis. Born through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there and they began to wait. The band was jumping and the drum began to swing. You should have heard them locked out jailbirds sing that rock. Everybody let it rock. Everybody in old Singapore. Who's there to do the jail? I'm Dr. Jerome Cowett at South Central Dentistry. We are committed to excellence in dentistry and service and hope that you choose South Central Dentistry as your oral health care provider. Located just north of the White Mud on Gateway Boulevard, call us at 780-757-3723 or find us at southcentraldentistry.com. I've got a good mind to slap your fat face. You are destroying your life with that, that, that garbage. All right, Mr. Sister, I want you to tell me. No, better yet, stand up and tell the class. What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Hi, this is Eddie O'Jader from Twisted Sister, and you're listening to Gross Misconduct with your hosts, Andrew and Carol Gross. Check it out. Hey, Joe, I got something for you to check, uh, just a trivia question, but how many singers did Kevin mention... <laughs> Before he actually <laughs> chose one as the greatest singer of all time. <sighs> so I'm going to, just any guesses? I'm going to say 20. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, 14. 14. All right. So let's see who, let's see who's uh, closer. Is it Price is Right rules? No, no. I can be over. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah, that's okay. closest to all right. how it works. All right. It is time for this. is Jeopardy. All right, Carl, your money is at $35 million. Yeah, yeah, had some bad weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been mm-hmm. a, you've been on the schneid. Yeah, got to get off the schneid. Yeah, it's time to get off the schneid. Uh, we have to find out what your category is, and for that, we need to spin the House Smart is Carol Wheel. The House Smart is Carol Wheel is brought to you by the best furnace and plumbing services in Edmonton, Todd's Mechanical, providing you with all of your plumbing and furnace needs. Edmontonians keep warm and dry with Todd's Mechanical. Call them at 780-499-7598 or find them online at toddsmech.com. And don't forget to like them on Facebook. You know, we always ask you to support our advertisers like mm-hmm. Crystal Glass and Todd's Mechanical and Meathead. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, 
Todd is actually a friend of ours. Like mm-hmm. you'd be supporting a friend. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a bit of a bad friend lately to all of my friends, including Todd, because I haven't been home and I haven't been able to hang out with anybody. And I know Todd's called me a few times. And when he does, I don't take the call because the roaming rates are going to kill me. But what I'll do is text him back the weather from wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just It's become this unwritten code between the two of us. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's uh, give uh, Todd's mechanical wheel, so how smart is Carol thingy, a spin. <laughs> oh, glad to see the wheel is still working. Yeah, I was thinking it might be a little rusty. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Oh, I, I thought it was going to click again, but it didn't. Right. It has fallen upon 18th century notables. 18th century notables is your category. $35 million is how much you have to wager If you're looking for my advice, I would say wager it all because I believe you're going to nail this one without even thinking. I would go $35 million. Remember I said that you could double your money now to $70 million, which I believe is the most amount of money you've ever had. Mm -hmm. Joe, check that. Uh, Or you could go down to nothing. But Mm -hmm. remember, it's not real money, so it doesn't really matter. All right. Have you made your wager? Major wager. Have you made your wager? I've made my major wager. All right. In the category of 18th century notables, researchers in London and Vienna now speculate that his 1791 death was due to a strep infection and not poisoning. I don't Who is believe, Mozart? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even, I like, how could I not not know this, I think? The I, only question was whether or not you had the balls. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's kind of to messy. To $35 million. You can't really see it, because originally, before you said, uh, yeah. Carl, Carl, that's looking a lot like $15 million to my eyes. No, it was originally, and then you were like, oh, I would wager it all. So you can see the three there, right there. Mm. Okay, uh, I know you're a very honest person. Hand it to me so I there's can see a this. There's three. I... Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, who is Mozart is correct. You mm-hmm. wagered $35 million, doubling your money to $70 million. Man, that is a lot of cash. That's what she said. Uh, okay, well, good on you. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Thanks. I really thought this was going to be a longer episode than it's turning out to be. It feels like it's been quite long. And yet... It's been a lot of... You've been a little chatty Cathy over there. Well, people like the chatty Cathy. I know. I've just... Yeah, I know I haven't contributed much. I've just been kind of down lately. Why? Tell me uh, about that. What's wrong? I don't know. This year has not been going well. How so? <laughs> I don't know. Because we were at it's, the most wondrous place on the planet today. We were at the Leduc Canadian Tire. Oh, $799. No, $749.99 for a garden clown? How that, how do you not buy that? That clown was fucking creepy. I didn't think it was. I thought it would make oh, a lovely no. addition to our garden. Totally. Mm, no. More no. importantly. Who wants that out in their back? No. Well, 
me. Um, And I know we say this every year that the Leduc Canadian Tire, magical, magical place. The the garden center is great. How how Um, is that $4,000 one-story gorilla still there? I don't know. How has nobody snapped that up? Anyway, if you have not been out there, and we tell you this every year, you must go out there. Mm -hmm. If you're not interested in the big garden, whatever they're called, what are they called? Features. Gnomes? No, well, they're not all gnomes. No. What are they called? Statues. Statues. Um, <laughs> they have a great plant selection. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you need some perennials, why, that's why are, the place to go. Cycling back for a second. Mm. Why are you saying this has been a bad year? Well, I don't know. You know, with the kid, the car accident, my car problems, true me. Uh, just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've got a theory on life. Mm. And my theory is this, that if you take everything that happens to you in your life from your birth to your death and you average it, put whatever value you want on good days and bad days and average it to a single number, it's going to be a straight line, right? Mm. That's what an average is. So think of your life as this straight line that goes from birth to death. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it is when we drop below that line, we're having a bad day or a bad week. What I say to myself is, okay, this is a bad day, but that means for the average to stay where it is, we must have a great day coming. We're, we're going to go above that line sometime next week or the week after. And so that's how I sort of, I know it, my mind works in a weird way, but that's how I process it. Like, yeah, this was a bad fucking day, but that means we had, we got a great day coming, you know? I mean, obviously, Truman dying is a huge dip. Your car getting written off, the problems with this replacement vehicle. I mean, God, we must be on the verge of winning 649. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it hasn't been that bad. There's people around the world struggling far harder than us. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And the tra- and so I thought perhaps you would say well, it's because you're not home at all, but that's probably something you were thinking and just didn't feel mm. the need to say out mm-hmm. loud. Well, it, it is an adjustment that we're trying to, you know, we're mm. we're working on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very grateful. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he won't hear me say this, but I've been trying to connect with Lars Callihu for months now, since mm-hmm. the first cruise. In fact, since before the first cruise to seek his advice because he worked for carnival for four years, but I, we were just never around at the same time. And then finally this morning I got hold of him or he got hold of me and we talked for the better part of an hour and it just felt great. It just felt great to get it all off my chest because it's hard to describe to people how working on a cruise ship and traveling around the world isn't great. It's not as great or romantic as you think it is. And he said one thing today that just so resonated with me. He just said, yeah, four years I worked cruise ships. So that's hundreds of meals by myself. And it just hit me. Like, I know that it doesn't seem or sound significant, but it is. Like, you eat every single meal by yourself. Mm -hmm. And you eat quickly because you're just alone in the buffet or a restaurant Mm -hmm. or so you you don't want to sit there because people keep looking over at you and you know you so you just you get your plate you sit down you tell the guy you want iced tea and you know you eat your meal and then you leave and and then you look at your watch and you go okay well I'll go to bed in four hours and then you know I'll sleep for eight and then I'll be able to get breakfast and then I'll go to the smoking deck like you 
yeah, you're just killing time by yourself for for weeks at a time, like or sitting in an airport for five hours, you know, in Seattle. Why do I want to be? I don't want to be in Seattle for five hours by myself. And you check your watch every ten minutes. Like, okay, if I go to the bathroom, that'll kill four minutes. And if you know, maybe I'll line up for a burger at McDonald's. That'll kill another what two and a half hours. You know, just you're just killing time is mm-hmm. all you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the check comes in. And you go, yeah, fucking cruise ships. They do pay well. I will say that, folks. They do pay very well. All right. It is time for the Crystal Glass Big Blue Folder. The Big Blue Folder is brought to you by Crystal Glass. You deserve to see the world clearly. Don't let cracks, chips, or other imperfections ruin the view. Crystal Glass is a clear choice for all residential glass replacement and repair. Visit crystalglass.ca. So this is a story that we actually covered from the Big Blue Folder, I think, more than a year ago. In fact, almost exactly a year ago, there was a 27-year-old woman named Lucy Ray Uh, Now, she was in the news a year ago after she climbed into a spider monkey enclosure at the El Paso Zoo and started feeding them Cheetos. She had hopped a fence, waded across a three-foot moat, and then hand-fed Cheetos to two different monkeys. She got arrested for criminal trespass, but she is still to this day claiming she did nothing wrong and refuses to apologize. The case has now come to court. Mm Mm-hmm. She still does not see the error in her ways. Well, I don't think I did anything wrong uh, as far as, you know, I, 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 did, I didn't do anything wrong. I did not hurt um, anyone. I, there was no signs to not go in there. Did you learn any lessons from this? Just keep the Cheetos to myself. I can't share. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. You're grade A, number one, bona fide first class. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. And you'll be one all your dumbass life. Does there need to be a sign that says, do not climb over the fence or wade through the moat? Apparently, yes. And feed the monkeys Cheetos. Yes. Like, there needs to be a sign to that effect? There does. Well, that does for Lucy. She was working as a legal assistant at a law firm at the time when all this happened. They fired her mm. over it. She says she's still upset. Some news outlets called them flaming hot Cheetos when they were actually just regular Cheetos because that made it sound worse. What an idiot. <laughs> but uh, speaking of signage at uh, zoos, so while we were gone, I guess while I was on the cruise ship, mm-hmm. you were still home. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I had originally been booked to do the Calgary Laugh Shop, and Hunter and his girlfriend, Tina, were going to come down, get a room at the Blackfoot Inn, and we were going to visit Maddie and Ashley and David and the grandkids, and I stayed on the ship, so I didn't go. But Hunter, I encouraged him, still go. He had plans. So he and Tina went down to the Calgary Zoo, and they really enjoyed watching the hippos. So I guess they're indoors. Hunter told me this story the night I got home from Vegas. And I was just like, man, I need you to come on the podcast and tell this story. But he's just not up to it right now. So apparently the hippo goes from the inside enclosure to the outside enclosure and the crowd follows. Like mm-hmm. it's apparently quite rare for whatever reason that the hippo goes outside. So out everyone goes, including Hunter and Tina. And there's a sign that says, warning, 
the hippo may spray you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to take a moment with that, listeners. If you saw a sign at a zoo that says, warning, the blank may spray you, mm-hmm. what what would you think that means? I mean, I would have thought, of course, that it means it playfully might drink some water yeah. and, and spit it on I you. I thought water because, you know, sure. hippos are, you know, in the water all the time yeah. and they got the big mouth, right? And you've seen... So you think, oh, maybe they spray some, yeah, yeah. some water out and at you. I'm pretty sure, Joe, check this, that hippos spray each other. Like I... I, I think I've seen, I believe, video of hippos like taking in big slurps of water and then spraying it in the air. It's just something hippos do. Check on that, Joe. But no, that's not what the sign referred to. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everyone, except you, me, and Hunter knew this, like everyone, <laughs> it took a big gulp of water and then it, it ate some food and then it sort of got into the uh, downward dog position, like it's doing yoga. And what it sprayed was shit. Yeah, big, big poo spray. Just put his ass up in the air, apparently. And, and apparently when he did it, like when he got into position, everybody scattered except Hunter because <laughs> <laughs> Hunter's he, just- He don't know. He didn't. Why would you? So what's he doing? I, we don't- Anyways, he was shit on by a hippo. He got shit on by a hippo. <laughs> and, and, you know, Hunter's telling me the story and it's just one of those stories like you're, you're just like, What? You got shit on by a hippo? And then the first thing I thought was, and Joe, I need you to check this. How many individuals on the entire planet have ever been shit on mm. by a hippo? Because I think the number's got to be very small. You would think. I, I think it's almost an honor. Like, I know when a, a bird craps on you, that's good luck. But yeah. when a hippo shits on you, what's that? <laughs> like, go get a lottery ticket, buddy. Like, And I, it was funny, too, because he tells the story, and then I'm like, I'm asking questions. Because it's like, no, I need to know every fact and detail surrounding this. Why would you stand there? And I'm like, did it smell like, sh- like, what did it, what happened next? Like, what did you do next? And he was like, oh, like just all this shit and straw hit him <laughs> like from head to toe. And he still didn't move. Like he was in shock. Like, and then he turned to to like escape. And that's when the hippo shit on him again. <laughs> so he got both sides done. And then I, I said, what did you do next? He was like, oh, you know, you, I, I go, did it smell? Like, I, there's so many questions. He said, well, I went to the washroom and, you know, he said it was like, it was dry. It was sort of a lot, there was a lot of straw and powder. And mm. so he's like picking it off his clothes. And I'm like, well, well, did you, did you smell like hippo shit? Like what? And what does hippo shit smell like? Joe, check that too. And, and he says he picked it all off and then he came back out again. And and he had paper towels and he was like wiping himself down and um, Tina said, "Oh, here, turn around. You've got some." There was apparently a big pile in his hood from his. <laughs> she dug that out for him and <sighs> and I go, "Oh my god! Like what? What were your plans? Like I could have listened to this story all night. Like I had so many questions. Like oh, I go, oh, what were your plans after the zoo? And he's like, well, we were going to go out to supper with Maddie. I'm like, oh my god! I go, did you still do that? He's no. They went back to the hotel. He, I, he put the clothes in a bag and mm-hmm. sealed the bag. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't know. Did you see, because you do the laundry around here. Did you happen no, to I see hippo shit the, pants? Well, no, because he got back Sunday. And oh, we, we were gone. Yeah, so I haven't done laundry yet. So. Oh, my God. <clears throat> he got shit on by a hippo. Yeah. That it's is. Great story. Great story. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've done a lot of, like I said to him, you know, Hunter, I've had a lot of weird experiences and, and 
and wonderful opportunities in my life. Like sometimes, you know, when I, I know when I was on radio and I'd say, oh yeah, I used to fight fires, you know, in the forestry or I've seen this or that. And people would call bullshit on it, but it's true. Like I have done all those things, but I'll tell you what I've never done is I've, I've never been shit on by a hippo. And I, I'll bet you there's no one listening who's been shit on by a hippo. Probably not. I'll bet you there's no one in Edmonton who's been shit on by a hippo. There might be in Calgary. <laughs> but then, you know, like you get thinking about it, you go, well, if that's a thing, if like to the point where they put a sign up, mm-hmm. you know, warning, yeah. you may get sprayed by the hippo without any clarification. That hippo's got to have shit on a lot of kids over the years. Yeah. Like, I mean, you should really specify that it's poo. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you put that on the sign. Like warning the hippo may shit on you like that seems inappropriate but something or put the enclosure farther back or something like i don't know like what's the (laughs) joe what's the uh what's the shit radius of a hippo Ooh, boy we're putting joe to work yeah yeah that's just a fucking amazing story they can kill you you know a hippo hippo shit no just a hippo oh well, I think any animal can kill you. No, but like the hippo, they're not. I mean, they look sweet and innocent. Do they? But they're yeah. No, they'll they'll fucking kill you. Really? Yeah. Joe, check that. Uh, so you know, uh, it was supposed to be a musical episode, and it somehow become an animal related episode, and and now we've transitioned into things that happen in Calgary. I thought you'd find this entertaining. The night that Edmonton defeated and eliminated the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, from playoff action, mm-hmm. the CBC News in Calgary uh, was signing off, and they used a rather unique sign-off. And that's our show for tonight. Thank you very much for watching. And remember, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to unless Connor McDavid also wants that thing. Have a great night. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh Man, oh man, oh mm-hmm. man. Well, let me just open up the big blue folder and see if there's anything else in here we need to share with our listeners. Okay. Uh, hey, here's something. There's been a series of damaged property complaints around Omaha, Nebraska recently, uh, mostly damaged fences and walls. It sounds like the uh, perp was the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a trend of kids mimicking the Kool-Aid man by throwing themselves through structures on people's properties. There's even ring camera footage of a few teens busting through a fence. Uh, Last week, sheriff's deputies in Sarpy County issued criminal mischief citations to nine kids who they say just ran and jumped through fences in various neighborhoods around the county. It's unclear how much the citations were for, but at least eight properties were hit with an estimated damage of several thousand dollars per house. Hmm. Engineering students from Johns Hopkins University those people have big brains, mm-hmm. uh, have created an edible adhesive tape called Tasty Tape. And what it's for is it's to keep burritos and other wrapped foods sealed while you're eating it. Mm-hmm. So they've tested a, a multitude of ingredients before setting on a final recipe, which is edible, safe, and has the strength to keep even the fattest burrito closed. It's brilliant. Fat burrito was my nickname in high school. <laughs> A 36-year-old man uh, in the Columbus, Ohio area named Brett Red called the police last Monday and reported that his truck had been stolen. Now, weirdly, the truck was stolen by his passenger while he was at a gas station. So the cops locate the truck and they arrest the guy who took it. 
simple enough. But in the process of searching for the vehicle, they looked up the information on the vehicle and they discovered that it was actually reported stolen the day before they got the call. As it turns out, just five days before Brett reported his truck stolen, he had actually stolen that truck from a landscaping company. <laughs> now, both men have been charged with receiving stolen property. If you steal a truck and then somebody steals it, you just call it a day. You don't. Okay. You knew this was going to happen. There's been so much talk about uh, pandemic romances. Mm hmm. There are the couples that split up because they couldn't stand being around each other. There's the couples who grew stronger after quarantining together. And then there's the couples who met and got married over Zoom. Well, now one of the first couples to marry remotely while in lockdown is getting a divorce mm. virtually. A 26-year-old British woman named Aza Reeves filed for an annulment from her American husband, 24-year-old Darren Martin, just three months after marrying him. And they still haven't met yet. Uh, they met online during the quarantine and things were good up until recently. She claims Darren was unfaithful and now she can't trust him anymore. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. She says uh, his ex has confirmed that she and Darren were back together and that they're, quote, hooking up. Mm. So she says, quote, it wasn't the fairy tale ending I had hoped for. No. And finally, Grubhub. Uh, this is uh, probably a bad idea. You know, every now and then companies come up with some marketing idea and you think, oh, that's brilliant. And then in hindsight, you go, my God, that was absolutely idiotic. Over 8 million people live in New York City's five boroughs. Mm -hmm. So put that in the back of your brain. 8 million people. That's five Edmontons. That's like five Edmontons. Imagine how big New York City is. So who could have guessed that offering all of them free food at the same time was a bad idea? A Grubhub... <laughs> had a promotion in New York recently where you could get a free lunch from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. or technically $15 off your order. And what followed was total chaos. As soon as it started, restaurants were flooded with orders and couldn't keep up. One cafe in Brooklyn got more than 2,000 orders in five minutes, so there was no way to fill all of them. Employees were slammed, delivery drivers were slammed, and most people who tried to get in on it either had to wait for hours for their food or their order just never arrived. Uh, basically, everyone involved was upset, including a whole lot of hangry customers. And Grubhub's customer service line was so busy you couldn't get through. Their website crashed because of the amount of people trying to hit it at the same time. Um, one guy who called got a message that said over 36,000 people were in line ahead of oh, him. Man. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Some people did get their food, but you basically had to be camped out online with your order ready to go at exactly 11 o'clock. Uh, Grubhub got blasted on social media all day for not thinking it through, but a mm -hmm. spokesman for the company tried to spin it in a positive way, saying the promotion, quote, exceeded our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh, that's our whole episode. Who do we have to thank? This episode of Gross Misconduct was sponsored by Crystal Glass, Taz Mechanical, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, South Central Dentistry, the Edmonton Comedy Festival, Meathead Butcher Shop, and Old McDonald's Resort. Meat Depressed sang Your Dick, Heavy Hands sung 
Average Idiot, Local People, What the Fuck, was sung by Sack Noel. Shut Up Your Face was sung by Jim Dolce. We used the song Asshole by Dennis Leary. Gnarls Barkley sang Crazy Purple Planet, provided Kevin and Michelle's music. We used the mail time clip from Blue's Clues. We used a clip from Team America World Police. Happy was sung by Pharrell Williams. Dumbass was sung by Dennis Stephen Wright. You're a loser was sung by Michael Leisurey. Now, you know, having said that it was, you know, gross misconduct the musical and then listening to all the music we played Mm -hmm. there's an argument to be made that it was quite musical Mm. if you want to support this podcast go to paypal.me slash gross misconduct or e-transfer andrew at andrewgross.com or sign up for a subscription at patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct gross is spelled g-r-o-s-e i have made every effort to fill in time between episodes with uh, ramsey's adventures we have several storylines that will be coming out in the next little while for our Patreon subscribers and an incredible amount of accessories. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to give away any more than that, but we've invested a lot in little Ramsey <laughs> <laughs> and I know he appreciates it. All right. So you know what? We always need someone to play us out. Mm-hmm. And I thought before it becomes old news, uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, it's coming to an end. They're in closing arguments now. Uh, Oh, no, they're in deliberation. Oh, they're in deliberation. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, there it is. There's breaking news for you. But it got me thinking, of course, we should get Dino Valley to play us out. Okay. Okay. I don't know. uh, Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Now, I can't read it. There's no no words on it. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. I got some new cheese. You can hardly recognize me. I'm hiding under the covers. Surprise, Jack Sparrow. Oh, he's not playing. That really angers me. What was that? There goes my bowel. I took a shite on his duvet sheet. I did, I took a shite. Tried to be kinky. Johnny says it's quite stinky. I took a shite because the toilet's occupied. I took a shite. Danny, can I get it out? Drop it off at the dry cleaner down in town. Dry cleaner down in town. Remember, oh, why is there human fecal matter across our bed? I'm confused. Oh, my, um, I'm feeling tired. I think I'll take a nap. Come this battle. Oh, I'm so cozy. Still cheeks feel so smooth. Wait, what's in the drawer? Is that a hot and soft? You know, it may be hard. It may be soft. I don't know. What has he been watching? I Sale is now on. That's right, 20% off, just 365 days a year.
This episode of Gross Misconduct was brought to you by Todd's Mechanical, available 24 hours a day for your plumbing and furnace needs. Say, I took a shite, and receive $50 off your next bill. Find them online at toddsmech.com, or call them at 780-499-7598, and don't forget to like them on Facebook. Wow. That was a long one. That's what she said. Bye. It's just ridiculous when the music doesn't play. Like it just it's just gonna hang and hang and hang. Like do something. I mean at some point it'll tell me it can't play the Yeah, there it is. I forgot I put that on there. Hmm. I was gonna talk about dash cams. Hmm. hmm. This year's dates are September 29th to October 1st, with tickets going on sale September. What does Kevin think is brought to you by Ulm? Apparently, there's a trend of kids mimicking. Oh, well, excuse me!